<laughs> hello, hello, party people. Welcome back to the PLC Arundel Experience. You're tuning in for another audio podcast episode and our viewers on YouTube, you're tuning in for another video feed version of this podcast. We do put our audio episodes up on YouTube as well because I have a camera running on me all the time. Welcome to the PLC Arundel Experience. You're here today with Jordan Anton Official. We're going to be talking about a topic today, calories and metabolic damage. What is it? How does it occur? How do we fix it? Now, before we get into the topic, before we get into the goods, again, I just want to say a big thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being here and listening with your headphones on or tuning in on YouTube and having a watch. We appreciate all the support. We appreciate our fans and followers. So if you do enjoy our content, if you like this audio episode, this video or our previous content, please like and share this episode with as many friends as possible. And also subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow our other social channels such as Spotify where you'll find all of our audio episodes as well as Instagram, we are all over Instagram. We're also on Snapchat and Twitter as well as Facebook. So do make sure you look us up, PLC Arundel and the PLC Arundel Experience. Alright, so the topic that we are talking about today is calories and metabolic damage. Now before we get into the goods of that topic, let's just quickly recap on what a calorie is. A calorie is a form of measurement for energy. A calorie is, to put it really simply, a calorie is, is how much heat is required to use um, certain like resources, let's say food, food because energy comes from food that we eat. Uh, so those are your resources, that is your materials that you will use for energy and a calorie is a measurement of how much heat is required or how much heat is generated to, to turn that certain resource, that material into energy. So for example, you eat one gram of carbohydrates, carbohydrates is the, uh, the material that we have put into our body from food. A carbohydrate, an example of that would be, um, we would find carbohydrates in potatoes, uh, sweet potatoes, rice, bread. Carbohydrates are in nearly everything we eat. Those are some examples of high carbohydrate concentrated foods. So anyway, we eat these foods, we put it into our body, we, we digest it, break the food down, we've got carbohydrates. Now, as a, as a measurement of how much carbohydrates in our body, we use, we use mass. We use a measurement of mass, weight, grams that's the example so one gram of carbohydrates is in our system it's been digested it's floating around now in terms of calories the amount of energy produced the amount of heat produced um, and, and required to turn that one gram of carbohydrates into energy it is measured in the form of calories well that's one of two forms you can you can measure energy inside the human body as either cal calories or kilojoules get myself confused with that all the time calories or kilojoules you will see on the back of nutritional food packets it'll either be calories c-a-l or kilojoules usually abbreviated to kj sometimes food packets nutritional labels will have both now joules is another form of measuring energy uh, force energy produced joules and then kilojoules so whenever you put kilo or kilo in front of a form of measurement, like a quantitative measurement, it's, it's multiplied by a thousand. So 1000 joules is one kilojoule. But for the purpose of today's uh, discussion and topic, we're going to focus on calories. 
Yeah, just a quick, uh, quick interject there. A tip: if you're if you're wondering how to to quantify the difference between kilo, is one kilojoule one calorie? Why is there two different options? The easiest way to to keep a, a formula in the back of your mind, if you're if you're looking at something and it doesn't have calories on the back of the nutritional label, four point two kilojoules is one calorie. So the easiest way to work out calories from kilojoules, if you're looking at a packet and it's got 4,200 kilojoules, that's a thousand calories. Or if it's got 4.2 kilojoules, that's one calorie. That's the easiest way to determine the difference between the two. It's just a different form of, uh, of measurement. Uh, just like you've got yards and meters, you've got uh, centimeters and inches. You know, it's metric and imperial systems for measurement, just like you've also got calories and kilojoules. So going back to the calories, one gram of carbohydrates when it is digested will produce four calories of energy so that's what a calorie is it's it's a measurement it's a form of measuring energy produced by the food that we eat that's a calorie now calories and metabolic damage your metabolism is responsible for how many calories your body requires and uses for all of your body's processes now to be clear, your metabolism is not an organ. It is not a central place in your body. It is a term for it is it is a term to describe and define the speed at which your body's processes operate. So when someone says I've got a fast metabolism, it means their entire body's uh, processes, the entire body as a unit operates quickly. Everything from your digestive system to how much uh, energy your your organs burn through, like your brain, in order to do the things that it does. How much energy your muscles use inside them to contract and operate. When someone says they've got a fast metabolism, it is everything. Um, their heart rate, how much energy their heart needs to continuously beat. Their heart will use more energy than what yours does. It, your body goes through energy quicker. So that's what a fast metabolism is. And likewise, on the flip side, a slower metabolism does the opposite. It your body requires less energy to perform the same tasks. And that is why you'll often hear the term, um, or, or you might you might have heard someone had someone in your life say, "I've got a slow metabolism. That's why I put on weight." And it's just simply because uh, their body will require less energy to do the same tasks as uh, person B beside them, but they're eating the same amount of food as person B beside them. Their body needs less food because their metabolism operates at a slower rate. And that is various factors that, that can cause that. that. That is the reason behind that. But that is, that is a common term. You've probably known someone in your life say that I've got a quick metabolism, I've got a fast metabolism, and that results in how much food I can eat whilst my, maintaining the same weight or struggling to lose uh, total body weight, body fat, or struggling to put on weight, put on body fat, put on muscle mass. All these things are affected by the speed of your metabolism. The metabolism is like the engine, how much fuel it needs to operate. Now, in terms of calories and metabolic damage, metabolic damage, what is that? Well, the metabolism can get damaged. Remember, it is not one central thing. It is not an organ. It is a process. It is multiple processes inside the body that require energy, requires calories. Now, what can happen is if someone has a, a high-speed metabolism or there's no real definitive normal or, or, or range for what a metabolism should operate at. It varies person to person based on genetics, the amount of muscle mass you have, the amount of sleep that you have, 
um, your hormone levels, your your genetics. So you know your your um, ancestral genetics, um, your your daily routine, your environment, your exercise, stress levels. All these things will affect the the speed of your metabolism. And that is why it's impossible to say you, person A, has this speed metabolism because of these factors and person B has this speed metabolism because of these factors. We can, through several different algorithms produced by many, many universities and studies over the years, get fairly good guesstimates based off different, different measurements like height, age, muscle mass, um, lifestyle factors, get an idea, a pretty close idea of how much calories a person will need in daily daily day-to-day basis and that's a way of determining the speed of someone's metabolism we know how much calories muscle mass generally as a whole requires to exist so you know x amount of kilos of muscle mass requires uh, xyz amount of calories to simply exist so as you put on more muscle mass you multiply the amount of calories that your body needs we can get these numbers pretty close but then there are so many variables that can change person to person to get an exact number of calories to keep your metabolism happy. Now, if you have your metabolism set at, uh, let's call it level level X. So this person A's metabolism is at level X. So they need X amount of calories to, to keep their body happy, to, to keep every process getting the right amount of energy because what happens is if you don't get the right amount of energy for your body, if you if your metabolism needs X amount of calories, but you give it Y amount of calories, which is a lower amount of calories, your body is starving. It's not getting the energy that it needs. Now, your metabolism's going, well, I it's think of your metabolism again as like this engine. You're, you're now not giving it the engine the right amount of fuel so the engine's suffering it can't run it can't do what it needs to do without the fuel without the calories so what does it do if you uh, if you were to look at it as a vehicle as a car if you don't give your car enough fuel well the engine will just simply turn off now the human body luckily will not do that if you don't give your body enough food one day two days a week two weeks it won't simply just turn off if you starve yourself it eventually will but we're lucky enough that the body being an organ or organism can adapt and change itself to suit the environment now what will happen is your body will attempt to decrease the size of its engine slow down its engine so it doesn't require as much fuel if you are not giving your body the right amount of calories so less calories than what your metabolism operates at remember our metabolism is operating at level x it needs x amount of calories to do what it needs to do to keep your brain functioning properly, to keep your organs and everything inside turning over, to keep your muscles working on a day-to-day basis based on your activities, your environmental factors, and just the simple speed at which your metabolism goes through energy. Remember, all of these things that your body does will require a different amount of energy than the person beside you because it just operates at a different speed. And those are determined by genetics, hormone levels, environmental factors like sleep and stress. So again, if you're not giving your body the correct amount of calories, if you're under eating, you're under delivering the amount of fuel that your body needs, then your, your body is going to slow down the engine process, reduce the size of the engine, reduce the amount of fuel you need, your body needs, so that this lesser amount of calories that you're giving your body is going to be okay because if you can if you your body knows if you continue on 
operating at metabolism speed level x and eating x amount of calories but you're only giving it level y so a lesser amount of calories your body knows that if you continue down that path long enough it's going to have very detrimental effect because your body is starving you might not realize it because you can still operate do your basic day-to-day -day functions you're awake you can think you can do everything you can move you don't realize it but your body is starving but your body realizes this and it knows if you continue down that pathway, then bad stuff's gonna happen. And it wants to avoid that. Your body wants to survive. That is what your body as an organism is designed to do. Everything it does, it is an adaptation to a response in order to survive. That is the whole stimulus and repair uh, episode that we talked about in regards to exercise and building your muscle. All your body's doing is adapting to its conditions in order to survive and your metabolism will do the same thing. Now why this is a bad thing and why this is called metabolic damage is because if you underfeed your body and your body slows everything down, it slows your metabolism down so that you require less calories you're decreasing the speed of your metabolism. Now, an example of why we would be having less calories is if we decided to jump onto a diet. We've jumped onto a new diet that we're following, whether it be a new diet fad or we're committing ourselves to a challenge or we're just doing something different that requires us to eat less calories. It's a lifestyle change for whatever reason and it's not a one or two day mishap where we haven't eaten much food. It's going to be a continuous thing where we're eating less calories. Now, it could be one of two ways. It could be that we have reduced the amount of calories, the amount of food that we're eating, period. It's gone from 2,000 calories a day down to 1,000 calories a day, and you have every intention of keeping it at that level, 1,000 calories a day, for weeks at a time. Or maybe you don't have an end date in sight. Or it could be a gradual decrease. You could be slowly decreasing your calories thinking all right i'm gonna eat a little bit less today and you might not be tracking your calories you might be thinking in your mind or your behaviors i'm just gonna eat less food i'm gonna have one less sandwich for lunch i'm gonna halve the size of my dinners you've suddenly chopped off half of your oh, several several hundred calories off your meals and you might drop um, depending on what your goal is if it is to drop total weight drop some body fat what, whatever it is that you're trying to do with this and you'll see some change or you might not see some change either way you're going to decrease the calories even further and further over time they're going to get less and less the what's happening to your body is the same in either case you are giving your body less calories than your metabolism requires than your body requires so again your body is starving it's going to slow its processes down slow the metabolism down slow everything down so that the amount of calories that you are giving your body the amount of energy that you are giving your body is going to be okay and there's not going to be massive detrimental effects there will be detrimental effects but not to the degree where you cannot survive remember all your body's trying to do is survive now why this is bad because if you pop yourself onto a thousand calories a day diet and you decide to follow this with every intention of dropping body fat or dropping total body weight whatever it is you're trying to do as your metabolism decreases in speed this is metabolic damage because we don't want our metabolism to be operating slowly we need our metabolism to be operating at a high speed a higher speed metabolism a quicker metabolism is a healthier body now a, a term that can refer to this is energy turnover 
the amount of energy that your body turns over in a set period, whether we measure that on a day-to-day basis or a weekly basis, uh, however you want to measure it, the principle is the same, that your body turns over energy. You put energy in, it, it, it turns that energy over by using it through exercise, through your body systems, by just existing. Um, now, the more energy that your body can turn over, the better everything is going to function. If you can increase your calories from 2,000 to 3,000 and use those extra 1,000 calories, whether it be through exercise, because overall you've increased the entire speed of your metabolism through better sleeping patterns, less stress, your hormones are in check, you are exercising more, all of these factors to increase the speed of your metabolism and ingest, eat more food, eat more calories, have more calories in, that's a higher energy turnover. That is a better position to put your body in. Now, what happens is if you do the opposite effect, metabolic damage, where we slow our metabolism down, this is not going to be a long-term long-term lifestyle change, eating a thousand calories, decreasing the amount of food that we're doing. Your body is starving when you do this to yourself. That is why your metabolism is slowing down. That is why your body is adapting because it's starving. Now, you will there will be two results of starving your body. You will either starve because you're starving and you're going to die. So if we if we look back uh, on, on past times, your body is doing this as a survival mechanism because if there was a famine of food, one of two results of that situation would happen is the organism would die because it would not get enough food. It would starve or the famine would stop. And that is what will happen eventually. A diet has an end date at some point. It will end. You will stop eating a thousand calories because I hope and I believe you have no intention of doing the other option and the organism stopping. So the diet will stop. You will stop eating a thousand calories at some point, whether that's because you've managed to drop an amount of weight that you're happy with and you decide to start eating more or you get sick of eating a thousand calories a day again we're just using a thousand calories a day as an arbitrary number thrown out there because that's a very low amount of calories for a human body but it could be any number of calories that you've decided to eat that is much less than what your body requires your metabolism is going to slow down it's going to have the same effects your metabolism slows down to the point where now a thousand calories is normal it can handle this What will also happen at this point is if you have decided to do this, eat this lower amount of food, lower your calories down to an extremely low number where your metabolism has had to slow down, causing metabolic damage. If you've done this with the intention of dropping body weight or burning away body fat, what will happen as your body normalizes? The term for this is finding homeostasis. That's the correct textbook scientific term for your body becoming happy with its conditions it's stabilizing and what you're doing to your body is now become normal it's slowed the metabolism down in every way that it possibly can it's altered its hormones it's altered the um, amount of fuel that your muscles require it would have probably eaten away and reduced the amount of muscle you have on your frame this is called atrophy 
You've got hypertrophy, which is the growth of muscle, increasing the amount of muscle. Atrophy is when the muscle de decreases. And that is what your body will do if it's starving because muscle is a big part of your engine that requires fuel. So it's going to get rid of it. You're not getting the fuel anymore. It doesn't need these engines. The engines are using the fuel. So get rid of it. That is what it will do. It'll eat away at your own muscle. So your body's done all of these things to decrease the amount of energy you need, the, the speed of your metabolism. Now, what will happen is when this diet comes to an end and as you stabilize your body reaches homeostasis it becomes normal and your metabolism levels out is you will you will stop seeing any progressive change in your performance or your your body you you shouldn't you probably won't see any positive progressional change in your performance anyway because you're under eating your body's not getting the resources it needs for performance but in terms of aesthetics and physical appearance if you're doing this because you're trying to drop weight or drop body fat initially yes because you're starving your body you will decrease in size but you'll be decreasing not just body fat but your muscle mass will be going down as well and when you reach this stabilization point homeostasis it becomes normal for your metabolism to eat this thousand calories a day you will stop dropping weight even though the amount of calories is extremely low your body has reached a point where it has learned to survive on this amount of food. And in order to survive, it needs to maintain as much body fat as possible. Body fat is energy stored for a later date. That is all body fat is. It's a survival mechanism as well. So when your body stabilizes at this point, it will not lose any more body fat. It will struggle to lose any more body fat because while you... You might want to lose that body fat. Your body does not because it needs to survive. That's all it's trying to do is survive. And your metabolism has slowed down, slowed right down so that a thousand calories is now normal. So now you don't even have the advantage of a fast metabolism to burn energy, to burn away body fat. This is metabolic damage. You've now got to a point where you're eating so little food, you're starving, your performance is terrible, and your metabolism is shot to hell. It is slow now. Your metabolism is so slow, and it's not going to aid you in your goals, whether that was for aesthetically dropping total weights or burning away body fat. Now, the further consequences of metabolic damage, now that your metabolism is damaged and it is slow, once you finish your diet, once you perhaps perhaps you go, okay, this is not working anymore. I've had enough. I'm, I'm starving myself and the results aren't coming anymore. Let's go back to my old way of life. It was a waste of time. Or you're happy with the results you achieved, but it's time to stop. It's time to stop this diet. Like I said, it will come to an end. And when that end does come and you start eating more food again, remember what we were saying about your body your body is now used to eating Y amount of calories. Your metabolism operates at Y level of speed. And now you're going to go back to X amount of calories. You're expecting to be able to put into your body X amount of calories, what you, what you were used to, a previous lifestyle. But now your metabolism is damaged and it is slow. It is used to operating at an extremely low speed, which is better for survival. That means your body needs less food in order to survive. It's reduced its muscle mass. It's slowed down its bodily processes. It might not be comfortable and it might not be 
an ideal healthy state for your body to be in, but it is surviving on less food. So the threat of starvation, it's not so much it's not so much there anymore. It's not apparent for your body. It's not so much a threat. But now you aren't doing that diet anymore. You're not starving your body. You there is no starvation threat, but your body doesn't know this. But you want to eat more food. You're you're starting to eat more food. So what happens? You're now left with a slow metabolism because it's damaged by starving it, and you're now eating more food. So we've, you've now put yourself into a position where you're just eating more food than what your body can handle, than what your body can process and use because of the speed of your metabolism. It would be like if you had never have done this to yourself in the first place, if you stayed eating X amount of food for your metabolism, your metabolism stayed at X speed, and then you decided to start eating even more food when your metabolism was at that speed, the same thing would happen because you're eating more food, putting in more energy than your metabolism can handle. You've just gone and done that. But now your metabolism is so, so slow from starving yourself, simply eating uh, even still a low amount of food, what would be considered a low amount of calories in food, you've, you've now bumped yourself up to, let's say, 1400 calories a day. That is still going to be too much food for your damaged metabolism. You've now damaged your metabolism. And the only way out of this situation is to reverse diet yourself out of it. You've damaged your metabolism. You've slowed it down. You've slowed everything down. You have to slowly, weeks on weeks on weeks, increase your calories. One to two weeks, increase your calories by 100. Take it up to 1,100 calories. Get your body used to eating more food. It will start to regenerate that muscle mass that it destroyed, that it atrophied, that it got rid of. It'll start to speed things up. Your hormones will change over time. Your body will learn to use more energy to know that it's there, to know that it's not starving, that that energy is not going away. And then week three, four, five, you're going to increase 1,200 calories, 1,300 calories. You need to slowly increase it a little bit higher. This is called reverse dieting. And this is what you need to do in order to fix metabolic damage. Because if you don't, you're going to have what's typically and commonly called a rebound effect. And that is when someone finishes a diet and then they, they finish the diet and go back to their previous lifestyle, eating what they used to eat. And all this weight suddenly piles back on. Um, and, and often they can actually put on more body fat than what they had to begin with before the diet. And, and you're left wondering, what the hell is going on? What, did, what went wrong? You're looking at your friends going, what did they do wrong? They, they, they followed this diet. It looked all good on face value. And then it's just all turned bad. And that is what's happened inside the body. You've caused massive metabolic damage. Your metabolism is shot. It is working extremely slowly. From a survival standpoint, it's good. Your body doesn't need much energy now to survive. It's adapted to the low calories. But then when you go back to eating a higher amount of calories, your, meta your metabolism is slow. It's not going to snap back like a rubber band. It takes a long time. And once you eventually reverse diet yourself out of the situation over months and months and get back to where you first started, during this entire process, you've been miserable because you're still starving. You've more than likely put on a little bit of body fat or more because your metabolism is shot, it is damaged. If you had managed to stick to the reverse dieting properly, then you shouldn't put on any body fat to any major degree because you're slowly increasing your calories if you do it correctly. 
And the reverse dieting, that, that is actually what you ideally want to do. Instead of crash dieting and dropping your calories extremely low, causing this metabolic damage, what you, what you ideally should have done when you were operating at metabolism level X, eating X amount of calories, is do this reverse dieting approach. It's not, it won't be called reverse dieting. You're just slowly increasing your calories a little bit over several weeks and then again and again to take yourself from, like we said, 2,000 calories operating up to 3,000 calories. You will slowly over time, as long as you're exercising, your environment is correct, if you're sleeping well, you're trying to get rid of as much stress as possible, you'll increase the speed of your metabolism. You'll grow more muscle mass, which will demand more fuel of your body. Energy turnover. Remember we were saying that is, that is the goal that you should be chasing, not eating less calories, because that will cause the metabolic damage and slow your metabolism down. No, you want to increase the speed of your metabolism and burn through more energy on a day-to-day -day basis, a week-to-week -week basis, energy turnover. Be able to use more energy. An example is if you were to take the athlete, the Olympic athlete, Michael Phelps, uh, Olympic level swimmer, when he is in season training, he is eating nearly 10,000 calories per day. And if you look at him, if you look at his physique, he is lean. He's not overly muscular carrying around a huge frame. He's a tall guy. He's very, very lean, not carrying around any excess body fat. He will exercise several hours a day and 10,000 calories. His metabolism, his body is operating so quickly to be able to do what it does. His energy turnover is huge and he is in an ideal healthy situation for his body. When he reduces the amount of hours he's exercising in the off season, he'll obviously decrease the amount of calories. But you'll see 10,000 calories, he's not carrying around any body fat, any excess body fat. His body is made up of what it needs to to do his job, and that is swim and get better at swimming. 10,000 calories. So I hope that's a good example to put into perspective the energy turnover. You want to increase the speed of your metabolism, and that takes time. Again, just like the reverse dieting approach, you increase your calories a little bit over time, a little bit more and a little bit more, and your metabolism, it will go quicker and get quicker and get quicker as you grow more muscle, as everything gets faster and faster and faster. Everyone knows someone at some point in their lives that has been able to eat anything and everything under the sun, and it just seems that they do not put on any body fat. It's the same approach. They, through various factors probably not even known to themselves they've got an extremely quick metabolism or at least faster than yours and that'll be from genetics again hormones lifestyle like sleep and stress exercise and over years and years whether it was through childhood doing lots of sports eating regularly getting ample food but still using it their metabolism is very very quick their body is attuned to using energy as soon as it goes inside and is digested it uses it it uses it now from from a survival standpoint this is this is bad for your body that is why it takes time to train your body to do this because you, your body now needs 5,000 calories as an example an arbitrary number as an example to survive day to day because you've trained it to do that now for you and your goals this is great one you get to eat a whole lot of food two your performance will be through the roof whether that's strength training whether that's for sports um, cognition uh, agility all kinds of things you're eating so much energy your performance will be incredible 
You'll feel good the amount of food that you're eating. You'll be happy emotionally and physically. You'll feel great. Your muscle mass will be through the roof because you're eating so much resources. And your metabolism will be through the roof. The quicker that metabolism is, the less body fat you carry around on your frame. Which, excess body fat, it's, it's only there as stored energy. We don't need it. So if you don't need the excess energy stored there, the excess body fat, if you've got a quick metabolism, everything will fall into place. So metabolic damage and calories, it's very easy to do. It's very hard to get out of. The simple takeaway message is you don't need to eat less. You need to eat more. You need to train yourself over time to be able to handle those more calories. Everything will fall into place. You will get what you want. Everything will happen the way that you want it to for your goals, whether it's performance or for aesthetics or for a lifestyle, if you do it properly and slowly. You don't need to do these crash diets. You will cause more damage to your metabolism than what you set out to in the first place. You'll keep going through yo-yo situations because you'll crash diet. Your metabolism will be shot. It'll have damage. You'll slowly bounce back. You'll put all this body fat back on. You'll do it again and so on and so on. Whereas if you just take the time over a year or two years and you slowly increase your calories, the speed of your metabolism, then you will never need to do that, never be in that situation ever again. So that's calories and metabolic damage. Uh, takeaway message, don't do it. Don't starve yourself, okay? At a bare minimum, eat your total daily energy expenditure, your TDEE, the amount of calories that your body needs to simply exist. If you don't know what this number is, then I would suggest that you invest in getting a body scan done. A body scan is a machine that you can find at most fitness centers, fitness clubs. We have one in our fitness center, and it's a machine that analyzes the amount of muscle mass, your entire body frame, so how much bone, how much muscle mass, water you're carrying around on, on you. And from this, we can work out a good, fair, fair, strong guess. I believe the technology is somewhere around 95% accurate. It's the most accurate that you can get on the planet before going and doing a, de a DEXA scan um, and then cutting the body open, which we don't want to do. And that will tell us exactly how much calories your body needs on a day-to-day -day basis at a minimum. And then from there, how many calories we should pack on top of that. Again, 100 calories for a few weeks, a month, and then slowly increase. As we monitor your body fat and your muscle mass, make sure we're heading in the right direction, your metabolism's getting faster. That is what I suggest you invest in. Getting one of these scans done, looking at what your calories are, so you do not cause metabolic damage. Because once you have caused metabolic damage, it is a very tedious process to get out of it and get your body back to where it started or where it at least should be for the amount of muscle you're carrying around and the size of your body, your, your environmental factors, your exercise. You'll notice everything from mood swings, um, bad sleep, you'll feel terrible, concentration won't be there, um, you won't be able to learn, performance in your exercise will be down, performance in your work will be down, because your body's starving, it's not getting anywhere near that it wants, so don't do it. Find out what amount of calories your body needs and then try to increase your calories slowly over time to increase your energy turnover. Don't settle for 2,000 calories and think you need to eat 1,000 to lose body fat. No, settle for 5,000 calories. Aim for a higher amount of food slowly, increasing to 2,100 calories, then 2,200 calories, then 2,300 calories, and so on and so forth, depending whatever your calorie number is that you start from, until you get to a, a point where you need to increase it again and again and again. Okay, energy turnover, calories, metabolic damage, don't do it.
I think that's all from me before I start going in circles and circles on the topic. Um, so yeah, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Uh, you've been listening with the PLC Arundel Experience. You've been listening today to Jordan Anton Official. You can find me personally on Instagram. And if you did like uh, today's audio episode, please do like and share this with any of your friends. Again, we do appreciate it. We love the support from our fans and followers. Subscribe to that YouTube channel. Make sure the little bell is turned on for notifications. And um, follow our other channels on Spotify for all of our audio episodes. We're on Instagram too, as well as Facebook. We're on Twitter and Snapchat as well. We appreciate the support. Again, thank you from the PLC Arundel Experience. We'll see you next time.